Welcome to another episode of The Michael Maloney Show, where we take you on a journey around the world, exploring the stories of successful individuals and learning from their achievements and struggles. Join us as we delve into the why and how behind their accomplishments and discover how to live a more fulfilling life. Um, The way this works is it's really laid back, man. It's just a conversation. Um, The Michael Maloney Show is all about... um, harnessing and just getting people's message out there like um i, I just i, I want to learn about what you're doing um you know if you've thought about maybe why you've done why you're doing what you're doing and stuff like that so it's cool man it's more or less just like a conversation um where we pretend we don't know anything about each other which in this situation jordan i don't know a thing about you so this is this yeah. is really good um For sure so i mean Let's just start out. And this morning, um, this this recording happens to be during when I'm eating breakfast, so I got a smoothie here. So <laughs> all good, man. Don't be distracted by. <laughs> um, yeah, just start by just I guess telling me, you know, like who you are and like what you do, and yeah, go from there, man. Yeah, so obviously uh, Jordan Smith is my name, and uh, I've uh, worked my way up through the the green and snow industry and gotten into all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, kind of the stereotypical story of how people get into landscaping or mowing is I started mowing lawns when I was a kid. Um, how old were you house. when you first started? I, I, I've been trying to find an official record on this, but I think it was around 12. It was, it was when okay. I was old enough to start mowing my, my own yard. And then the neighbors started seeing, you know, the neighbor kid mowing and asking if I could mow their yards and, um, you know, did some dog sitting and dog poop cleanup and that kind of stuff, you know? Sure. And then I did that going, same thing, man. When I was growing yeah. up, I, um, I, I, I'm, I, I'm like proud of this. I was the first person in my grade to have a cell phone because I uh, had like flyers. I, I remember I did affordable lawn care and then I did Michael on there and then I put my number and I did it twice on a piece of paper so I could print them out and cut them in half and then did the um, exact same But thing. I want to say I was like nine or 10, but I, I also will um, uh, also say that I don't know for sure what time that was. So. Yeah. But, but so yeah. that's how you got going or that's, that's what first got you into the industry. Yeah, so I, I started doing that, and then a, a guy from our church was a, was a realtor, and he had a bunch of like townhomes that he wanted work done on. So he he paid me hourly just to come and you know install River Rock and, and edging and do some basic stuff. How old um, were you when you did that? Uh, probably I must have been sixteen because I I was driving to the sites, so I must have awesome. been must have been sixteen by that point. And then when I was a senior in high school, graduated high school, I went and worked for a um, bigger landscape operation doing hardscaping, retaining walls, patios, um, and that sort of thing. I did that for one summer before college. And then so basically after- the summer between high school and college, yep. you did yep. landscaping. Gotcha. Yep. In addition to the other accounts I was doing, that was like a, I wasn't full time with my other stuff. So I needed full time income to pay for college, you know, going yeah. into, to real life. And then my, after my freshman year of college, after learning on the job at the other company, um, started up Smith Lawn and Landscape, um, which, you know, did patios, hardscaping. Um, I got a fly in my house. Um, no worries. And, uh, where are you at? Where's your landscaping? Or where was your, because I think you'll get to, I think yep. what I read was that you sold it. Or, or, yeah. Um, but but what, um, where are you at again? And then, so what kind of landscaping did you do for that short time while you ran it? Yeah, so so we uh, we're in Mankato, Minnesota, which is about an hour twenty minutes south of Minneapolis-St. Paul metropolitan area. Um, 
and we so we ran that company from 2000 uh let's see 2007 um up until i mean now we're, we're still technically running the snow side of that business but uh, as you alluded to we did sell the green side of that business last summer so summer of 22 two of our employees who had essentially been running that business for the last few years uh, due to my other business ventures um, it seemed like a good fit for them to to take the reins they were already running the business i was in passive ownership at that point uh, on the green side of that business and um, seemed mutually beneficial for for them and for myself to uh, make that transaction so we did run it for uh, I mean math, math is hard but it seems like that was about uh, 14 years Wow uh, that we ran the the lawn and snow um, but the big the big thing that came out of that that we're still doing is is uh, you know we got into commercial snow removal in 2010 so you know parking lots industrial sites uh, corporate campuses that kind of thing we started plowing snow uh, in order to try to differentiate ourselves a little bit, we were a small company. We were a new player in the market. Um, we experimented with liquid de-icing. Oh, sure. So, um, you know, we saw the Minnesota DOT using it. I think MnDOT is one of the longest users of liquid in, in the U.S. as far as I know. And we just kind of tried to emulate what they were doing on a parking lot scale with homemade equipment. Um, so for anybody listening um, that isn't from... Uh, the northern part of the Ameri uh, United States or a country that doesn't get snow, um, liquid de-icing. Jordan, how long would you say it's been around? I mean, maybe a while, but most recently it just became popular. Yeah, so I think when it comes to highway departments, I, I think it's pushing 35 years at this point just for using a pretreatment on the highways. And I think, again, I think Minnesota is one of the first that ever did it. Really, they've been doing it on the roadways for that long, huh? Yeah, That's I remember crazy. seeing it. When I was a, yeah, when I was a little kid, I remember seeing it, but it, it was not widespread. You know, it was okay. We we just happened to be in a bubble. Like I think even the Mankato DOT district was like one of the first that ever did it. So I I happened to get exposed to it a lot a lot earlier than most people. I would See, say nowadays every single storm like. Yeah. If there's yeah. an event, they'll pre-treat the whole day before. Like you'll just see them all over the place, and then um, you can see the trails on the on the roadways. And also, so basically, what Brian is, and um, Jordan can even educate you better on this. But from my knowledge, is it's basically just a a salt water solution um, that has a salt content just enough that when it um, when the snow hits it or when the ice hits it, it dilutes or it, it just turns it to water basically. Um, which gives the DOT and um, private contractors more time to get to it um, before it turns to a sheet of ice, essentially. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, basically, it, it does help prevent some accumulation on contact. But the the big reason for the liquid pretreatment is to actually prevent the bond of snow and ice with the road. So now, when there's snow on the road, a car drives over it. Instead of compacting to the road, there's a micro layer basically protecting the pavement, almost like spraying a frying pan before you cook on it. If it, you know, oh, if you sure. have a cast iron pan, if it's not seasoned, yeah. your food sticks to it. Pre-treating is kind of like seasoning that pan. The food peels up nice and clean. Same concept with pre-treating with liquid de-icer with brine. Um, it just helps prevent that bond to the surface. Uh, but it, 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 it does also buy um, contractors and the highway department some extra time because it will help prevent the first little bit of accumulation at times. Sure. Um, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so we started trying to emulate what they were doing on our commercial lots. Um, you know, we pitched it to our clients and prospective clients as a uh, a better way to do things, um, a better way to bear pavement, as we call it. Um, 
you know, chloride reduction on their properties. We educated our customers on the benefits of chloride reduction in terms of um, preserving their, their facilities, their concrete, their asphalt, their turf, their landscaping, um, their interior flooring. I mean, anything we can do to reduce salt on a site is beneficial to the customer uh, from that perspective. So we, we kind of sold ourselves on that, and it, it worked very well. Um, it, it didn't work well right away. It took a lot of trial and error to dial in our liquids program. And to your point, liquids really haven't taken off the contractors until like the last four or five years. When we were doing this, I, I don't think there was any other contractors in the state, um, at least not on a large scale using liquids. Um, but well, we it were, takes quite a bit of work. I mean, yeah. can you kind of explain what that, what that looks like for a business to have yeah. a brine set up? Yeah. Yeah. So in the way things are structured now is, you know, if you're, if you're a, a conventional snow company spreading salt, you can go to your local supply yard, you can buy a load of salt, you can spread it on your customer's lots. When it comes to brine, there are very few suppliers that are actually selling brine. So the most typical way you get set up to do brine as a contractor is you buy a brine mixer. So that's a machine that you actually load salt into, you plumb water into, it has a jet agitation system and it turns salt and water into salt water. Um, basically a, a very, big tank, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's basically a big mixing hopper. And you blend that solution together until you hit what's called the eutectic point which is 23.3%. The eutectic point is the lowest possible freeze point, which- um, Which is the percentage of salt or sodium in the, in the solution, correct? Correct, yep. A percentage by weight, correct, yep. Um, so that 23.3% has a freeze point of negative six, um, which is cold enough for most conditions. Obviously in Minnesota, we do get a little bit colder than that, which is why we yeah. can add calcium chloride, magnesium chloride, or other stronger chlorides to make it work to lower temperatures, but- Really, you can get it to work below negative six? Yeah, we've actually uh, we've actually had um, standing water on our parking lots or standing puddles in our parking lots at negative thirty before. Wow, that's yeah. something else. Kel Kelsey, you've seen the night or the horror fun. stories of people mixing it the wrong way and spreading it on the pavement. It turned into a sheet of ice. Yeah, and that oh, and that's really where you know that's really where this took off for us is we kind of developed a process that worked well as a contractor. We we caught the attention of some other contractors and. Um, because of that, we actually launched a company called VSI and that's, um, sure. our, our liquid de-icing equipment manufacturing business. So What's VSI stand for? Voight Smith for... Innovation. Okay, great. So yeah. anybody in the snow removal business, um, if you're, if, if you have more than, let's say five pieces of equipment, I would, I would assume you have probably heard of VSI. Um, especially if you're into the bigger equipment. Um, like Jordan's been talking about, the brine systems, you kind of need a bigger company, a larger customer base in order to um, to be able to justify that. But also VSI, we, uh, my snow removal landscape company, Maloney Landscapes, we utilize VSI for our Metal Plus equipment. Metal Plus is a manufacturer of like the top of the line um, snow removal equipment. Check it out on YouTube. There's some, it's really fascinating to see that. But um, Jordan, I, maybe you and I have, this might be, this might be bringing things together right now have you and i spoken before at, from vsi or is that I'll, I'll I'm, honest, I'm happily embarrassed if that's the case i'll be honest <laughs> I, I don't know um I, I didn't go back and check i mean I, i've certainly seen you on on uh you know social media for a number of years here and and i knew sure. of your name and, and you know what you're yeah. up to but I, I don't know that we ever spoke you probably you may have spoke to my staff before you know certainly sure. if you're buying Okay. Um, any equipment or parts from us, you would have spoken to one of our staff members, um, whether it be Adam, Ben, Christian, Dan. I mean, there's a bunch of different guys you may have spoken to. 
Um, I, I do take some of the phones too, so it's possible we talked. Um, I'll be honest, I talked to probably more people than most, so I, I don't necessarily remember every conversation, but yeah. No, it's that's fine. Possible. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, that just, it just brought everything together to me. I think it was Christian that I usually worked with. Um, yeah. But either way, v, um, VSI, they're a great company. If you are, if you do happen to be in the lawn care, snow, mostly snow removal um, business, please do look up VSI. Um, they're a great company to reach out to and have on your side. But Appreciate that. Um, yeah. So we kind of did a soft launch on VSI. We're still running our, our landscaping snow company. Um, so, so the V in, in VSI is Voigt, David Voigt. Uh, he was one of my landscape foremen at the time. A very uh, a brilliant mind when it comes to um, fabrication and, and designing of steel work and that kind of thing. He had done numerous projects in my landscaping business. It just blew me away. Like, man, how does he come up with this stuff? So I kind of challenged him with, building a production level de-icing brine maker and a production level de-icing sprayer that we could potentially market to contractors. And, and really our focus was always, yes, we wanna have good equipment, but what we really wanna do is focus on educating contractors how to use liquid in their business because that's really the part that was lacking. There was equipment out there, SnowX had some stuff, um, uh, uh, Veritech. I mean, there was a number of companies that had spray equipment already but what they didn't have is resources for contractors. They were serving the municipal markets, the state markets, these guys that all they do with liquid is go out before the storm, they put the lines on the road and that's all they do. Um, for contractors, we were you know, using a more in-depth process, how to sell it to your customers, how to implement it on their properties, why it's good for them, why it's good for you, um, when to use what blends. You know, We talked about different temperatures, things work at. You know, We had dialed in all of those processes in our snow operation and that allowed us to be um, effective educators for our client awesome. base. So that's, so we were really, we always like to say, you know, we, we sell a better way to bear pavement. We just happen to have good equipment for that better way. And that's also why we got into selling the Metal Plus Plows, as you alluded to. We met those guys at a trade show um, in Louisville, Kentucky, GIE show. And oh, sure. I'm looking at these, these plows going, man, if we could scrape cleaner, our liquid stuff would work even better. Like this is a match made in heaven. And it's unreal, you know, I mean, metal, um, Arctic pushers, you know, I, I started with them and they, they still do an amazing job, but yes, the, the build quality of the metal plus, you just, I, I feel like a company will get so much more life out of them. And then, and then, yeah, the, the live edge. So once again, if, if you're, if you're listening to this episode and you're not familiar with the metal plus live edge, um, power plows, you got to get on YouTube and check them out. They have multiple sections in the middle of the plow um, that are all torsioned separately, individually. And so they, they all apply pressure based on the contour of the, the pavement. And, and so you get an amazing scrape, which some people would be like, well, why is that important? But, you know, a lot of us snow removal contractors, we have accounts that are seasonal um, and we just want to take really good care of our customers. Let's be real. So. Um, but for instance, for the seasonal contracts, we have a set amount that we get paid for that entire season. So it's our job to do a good quality clear. And the less amount of money we need to, we put into that account, the more profit we, we hold on to. And so the more, the closer that we scrape, the less um, um, other materials like salt or brine that we need to use to burn that, that slush off. So it's, it's, it's a bigger investment. Um, just to give you an idea, a, a plow for like a, a mid-size end loader could be, you know, mid-20s. It could be $25,000 for this plow, but 
the amount that it would save you on a large property um, is just astronomical. And so they pay for themselves. They're, they're, they're quite amazing. I'm kind of biased. I'm sure, obviously, Jordan, you're biased. We're in the snow industry, so it's like um, we could just sit around and drink beer and look at them all night. But um, they're, they're really pretty darn cool. Yeah, yeah, they are. And, and, that, and that was where, you know, we... We obviously started off VSI as a liquid de-icing focused business. Um, and we, we always had this core focus of a better way to bear pavement. So if, if something did not achieve a better way to bear pavement, it didn't fit in our wheelhouse. So when we met these Metal Plus guys and saw the plows, we bought one right off the trade show floor. We brought it back to Minnesota from Louisville, um, put it into service in our snow operation, started looking at our our records you know we, we were using LMN at the time to track all of our our snow accounts and dispatch and materials use and our productivity doubled and our and our liquid use cut in half wow. it's like if we can get double the amount of work out of one guy and one machine and we're going to use half the amount of chloride or half the amount of of salt um if you're a more conventional salt user like how how can how can you not pay 25 grand for a plow and it's it's yeah. one of those things where it is sticker shock. Like I remember when they told me the price, I was like, I'm paying $6,500 for cages at the time. This was seven years ago. Like, how can I possibly justify, you know, four times the cost. But when you're putting a $25,000 attachment on a hundred thousand dollar loader, mm-hmm. and those numbers are, those are old numbers. They're way up from there. Yeah. Now. Right. Um, you take that hundred thousand dollar machine and that operator that's hard to find and you can double their productivity and save salt on the back end, it pays for itself, especially in Minnesota with how much snow we get. Um, totally. It pays for itself very quickly. Before we continue, I'd like to take a moment to share something I'm passionate about with you. If you're someone who is constantly striving for personal growth and loves surrounding yourself with other motivated individuals, you're going to want to hear about this. Check out growthgroupinc.com. This is an exclusive community made up of high achievers and dynamic entrepreneurs just like you. It's a space where like-minded individuals come together, collaborate, and support each other on their own journey to success. Growth Group is more than just a community. It's a collective mindset, a commitment to getting better every single day. We believe in the power of connection, collaboration, and constant growth. And we're confident that being part of this community will give you an unparalleled advantage on your path to success. So take a moment, visit growthgroupincorporated.com and join us as we elevate our lives together. Trust me, this is one investment in your future you will not regret. Now, let's get back to our conversation. I remember when I first saw them, it's probably been five or six years ago. And uh, same thing. I saw them at a trade show, trade, uh, Metal Plus. And I'm like, man, someday I'm going to want one of these. Or I'm really going to need one of these. Like, these are the bee's knees. You know, I went up and put my hand on it and saw how thick the metal was and everything. And um, I'm proud to say today we own six of them. So this is six right. years later. Um, I mean, we have over $100,000 in Metal Plus, And it is the best investment we could have made for our snow removal operation. I mean, oh, yeah. The next investment we will be doing as as we get into larger parking lots, um, you know, even like like factory type, we're gonna we're gonna be calling you guys to talk about Brian because I think that's probably the next thing. As you've alluded to a few times, it is a newer technology, especially in the commercial realm, and so a lot of people, a lot of our customers, 
they, they none of we haven't been asked about it once to be honest with you yeah. and um you know it's just there's not a lot of people that know about it yet i mean now that they're now that it's out on the roads i think it's going to be a lot easier to sell because we can say you know see that stuff that they're putting down before the storms um well that solution is only 23 percent. is that what you said yeah 23 percent salt and so we can put this down and then we're going to need to use not even half the amount of salt after the storm because we're going to create this moisture barrier in between the snow and the concrete, right. which will allow us to peel up and get a clean scrape, which will also make it a safer parking lot. And it's, you know, we don't charge you the full rate. I mean, it, it, would, would you agree that it probably doing a pre-treat and then a post-treat probably equates to at least one full salt charge? Um, so, so we actually, we actually take a different approach. We we actually sell our our applications for the same price as someone would sell them for salt. Really? Even though, wow, even though we're saving money on material, the reason the reason we do that is obviously we're educating our customers um, that there's value in this because there's substantial evidence and research showing that each ton of salt applied on a commercial property costs that property owner between eight hundred and three thousand dollars of long term property damage. So again, that's your hmm. landscaping, your concrete your front building facade, your um, uh, interior flooring, your door jams. I mean, anything that can corrode rust or, or deteriorate because of chlorides um, costs long-term money. Now that $803,000, that might not show up for 20 or 30 years, but if you can cut salt use on their property in half, there's value there for them. And it depends who you're selling to. Like if you're selling to a, a low level maintenance guy who has no vested interest in the building, he's not going to care. If you're selling to a actual owner of the facility or a corporation that owns the building, now you have a value added proposition. And what we actually find is it's not instant, but we actually find that within our company and within our clients companies, they can actually charge more for liquid services than they're charging for salt. So yes, hmm. you're reducing costs, which means you could reduce your pricing, but you're also investing a lot of time in training your staff. You're investing money in a brine maker. You're investing space sure. for a brine maker and storage tanks. I mean, there are infrastructure type investments that you're making in order to save money on your application. So we okay. we never advocate for dropping your pricing. Um, our ad, what we advocate for is year one, you sell it for the exact same price you're selling yourself for. So if you were doing you know one salt application per event, you're going to do one liquid application per event and charge the same amount. If you, are, if you were doing two salt applications per event, then you're gonna do a pre-treat and a post-treat and charge the same amount. Um, if you're doing three, you know, same. So we're, we keep it linear. As your, clients, as your clients come to appreciate the cleanliness of that service, they will notice that they're not tracking salt in the building. They will notice that their floors aren't chalky. They will notice that the rugs last longer. There's a lot of things they will notice when you implement liquids. Then I'm not saying you, 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 you know, twist the knife, but you can, you can kind of crank it up and say like, we're providing value to you. This value costs us money because we have a lot of training, a lot of equipment. Um, we have a brine plant. Um, so there is going to be a upcharge for this service. And that's when you can start charging for pre-treating and charging for post-treating. Um, and we, we've seen like a 97% success rate with that model. It doesn't work all the time. Sometimes you get clients saying, whoa, 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 I'm not paying extra for this. Yeah, okay, cool. right. that's fine. We understand, you know, but we're, what we're really working hard on at VSI right now is creating educational resources for contractors and for property owners so that they can understand the value that liquid can provide, um, long-term value liquid provides for their properties. 
that makes it easier. I think for it's important for every business in any industry to keep an eye on the, you know, the front of the, the ship, so to speak, as far as like where the industry is going, you know, yeah. and um, Brian is definitely um, a cost effective approach. And, you know, with the way things are going economically and just people are more cost. Uh, I, I don't know. That's maybe a different argument for another day. I was going to say people are more cost conscious. Yeah. I don't know if everybody is, but businesses are more cost conscious. And whether you're like you said, whether you're actually giving them a instant savings or something that you can tell them that they'll truly save down the road. I think that's a great solution. I, I never thought about it that way. And, you know, I was just thinking, it's like, if you, if, if a company really wanted to sell Brian hard, they could create like a one page document talking about how, you know, it's, it's similar pricing, but this is the benefits down the road. You're not going to need to replace your door jams. Your janitorial service isn't going to charge you an extra hourly rate in the winter because they have to mop the floor, change the mop water out more, you know, like, there's there's also there's definitely benefits like if if it happens to be like a living community you know where their people are walking their dogs like that's you know it's less sodium for their dog's feet like that's something that they can advertise to their potential um, clients who are might be looking to stay in their apartment buildings and, and give them a com- competitive advantage um, you know so there's there's a lot to be marketed there it's just it's interesting it's, it's really fascinating I, I like I like how it's 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 just cool studying how something so new um, can, has all these new approaches to selling it. Um, it's 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 really neat and it's worth yeah. worth trying to figure all that out, especially well, in think, my shoes or somebody who's in the snow removal business. And I think just to kind of close that point out, I mean that's that's really what we're focusing on at VSI is yes, we do have very good equipment when it comes to liquid de-icing. Probably the best, really, right? We're, well, we, we, we like to think so. There's, there's oh, yeah. others that have good products as well, but we, we feel like where we really shine is, is providing that education and resources for contractors, including sell sheets that, that we have created that they can put their letterhead on and present to their clients. I mean, wow. I've, even, I've even personally attended probably two dozen conference calls over the years with VSI's clients, snow clients, helping them understand the value of liquids for their property. And with a very high rate of success, those accounts sell and the accounts are retained because the clients are happy with the service they're getting. So um, we're, we're also seeing it uh, trickle down to contractors. Now, I know you said you haven't heard it from clients yet, um, but especially in the Northeast, we're starting to see clients on corporate campuses, industrial sites, and then even um, you know some chain, uh, some some chain stores, retail, big box, and grocery stores starting to put liquid into their required scope of work. And wow. again, this is because they have been educated on the things we're talking about, about how it does save them money long-term on their property and infrastructure costs. So we're going to start seeing that. I, I would predict in the next five years that every contractor is either going to need to get into liquids or they're going to lose an account because they're not. Hmm. Um, now it, it, it's always slower to move into the Midwest and the further you go West, the slower the adoption is. I mean, if I look at a customer um, heat point map, like the East Coast is is bright red, it's hot, there's a lot of activity. And as we move towards the Midwest, besides a few metropolitan areas, it, it's it's cooler just because we're slower to adopt um, anything environmental or change or, you know, we're, we're just, there's not as much money here, right? So we're not, our clients aren't spending as much, so we're not investing as much in equipment. But... We're going to see a trickle this way. There's already legislation in, in a number of states in the east, on the East Coast for chloride reduction. Um, there's a lot of programs in Minnesota that are starting to pop up, and I think we're going to see 
regulation drive some of this, and I think we're going to see corporate demand um, some of this liquid implementation into our industry. Good. Well, that's that's great for you and, and for anybody who's looking for a more cost-effective approach. You know, I think as a business owner, it's important to offer those services or, or be open to offering them because as, you know, looking at it from your customer's point of view, you want that customer servicing your parking lot that is cutting edge, who's paying attention to what's new, you know, they, that's obsessed with offering the best quality service. And if, if, you, if a company truly is, they should probably be implementing these services. You know, um, like I mentioned earlier, we aren't yet, um, but it's something where here in the next year, potentially even for this season, uh, maybe even if not this season, next season, we should implement it. You know, we, uh, we run Snow Raiders. I'm sure you're familiar with them, the yeah. boss Snow Raiders. For anybody listening that's not familiar, it's a stand-on um, unit um, that has a, a drop spreader for salt. It has a 48-inch a um, plow, snow plow on it, and then it also has a brine tank. We haven't used the brine tank yet, but um, so I'm not sure how much it holds or whatever, but um, that's something where we could get one of Jordan's brine mixers and then load up our um, sidewalk machines with this brine, and then as we're, as we're plowing... You know, we could go around and pre-treat or just after we're done plowing, as they're shoveling the snow on the front of the unit, it can be dropping brine at the back of the unit, um, you know, and it's, it's, it's very cost effective. Um, another thing that people often do, and um, Jordan, you'll have to educate me on this. There's another technology called pre-wetting, um, and that's similar to brine, but I'm, I'm going to explain it and then we'll, we'll see how I'm wrong here quick. So the way I understand it is that basically, um, you know, if you've seen a salt spreader, it's in the back of a part, back of a truck, right? Well, as that salt gets spread, it gets dropped on the impeller that the propeller that uh, spins it around. It gets sprayed with water, that, which basically wets the crystals, which starts the process of the salt breakdown, which speeds up the you know the melting of whatever the salt hits on the parking lot. And so, oftentimes, if I'm not mistaken, I think people will fill those tanks on the side of the salters with brine. Is, is that right, Jordan? That's right. Yeah, so I mean, just from a, a quick, I won't bore you with a lot of science, but the science of salt is really simple. Basically, when a particle of salt hits a patch of snow and ice, it creates a puddle of brine because of an endothermic reaction. So the salt hits that patch of ice, a puddle forms, and it starts to spread. And as that puddle spreads, it creates a patch of bare pavement. That takes some time because that endothermic reaction um, takes time to occur. When you wet the salt before it spreads, you already have a little bit of brine on that salt, so that activation happens much more quickly. Um, you know, pi picture uh, um, you know a little bit of uh, powdered sugar on a countertop. Um, you know that if if you take that and 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 uh, uh, you, you put the water three inches away and it's slowly moving towards it like it's going to take a while. If you take that uh, powdered sugar and you wet it right away, it, it's kind of going to be a paste and start you know dissolving right away. It's just yep. you know, that's kind of a stupid analogy. But the point is that no, if it works. moisture present, it has to make its own moisture. When you introduce moisture um, before you apply it, it speeds up that activation. The other thing pre-wetting does is it makes the salt stick where you put it. Um, obviously, salt is, is very bouncy and scattery when you're spraying <laughs> yeah. it out of Spinner going super fast, and that salt's wet. It hits the ground and sticks instead of you know bouncing across the surface. So, gotcha. Having the salt stick where you put it's a big thing too, because studies show that about seventy percent of the salt we apply ends up in the green areas, not actually 
fully sitting and activating where we put it because of wind, because of traffic, because of plows. And, okay. and I think that, that number's more for roadways, which makes sense because cars are going a lot faster, more so than parking lots. But, um, you know, even on parking lots, that pre-wedding makes a huge difference. Oh, definitely. And that's, and that's where I was going with that. I think the, the first places we'll implement it are in our sidewalk machines and then probably pre-wedding, maybe get one brine machine at the same time. Um, for the for the clients that do allow pre-treating and then uh, and then see it, see how that works. Um, you'll have to send me a quote, Jordan. We can we can make that happen. Yeah. Well, um, and I'm glad you said that too, because one of the most common questions that we get is, okay, I, I'm sold on the concept of trying liquids, but like, how do I get started without spending half a million dollars, or you know, half a million is high, but without spending a hundred thousand dollars, right? Right. And the simple answer, you literally nailed it, is use a pre-wet system on your existing spreaders and use the liquid systems on the sidewalk machines you probably already have. I wouldn't even necessarily need uh, say that you need to invest in a brine maker right away. You can buy totes of brine. Uh, depending on your market, you can typically buy totes of brine from a supplier. It does cost a lot more um, than, than making it yourself. Making salt brine is super cheap. It's literally just salt and water. Uh, but if, if you don't feel that you can justify uh, you know, an $8,000 investment for a compact brine maker, then you can always try to find a supplier and buy it too. But we always say start with pre-wetting, start with sidewalks. Sidewalks is the highest area of impact for your clients. They're going to notice it the fastest. Um, your staff is going to appreciate it the fastest because they're not out there having to chicken feed or, or use a spreader. They can use that ride-on machine. Um, it, it goes down fast. It goes down easy. It's clean. I mean, it's the highest impact, lowest cost buried entry are the literally, literally the two things that you brought up. So that, that was awesome that, cool. that, that happened to happen that way well and it just happens that we have the equipment and and you know because it's becoming more popular boss has incorporated the brine machine right in there and we would have to add the tanks to our tornadoes but we could definitely do it um and actually it's our the stainless steel strikers i think are the ones that are compatible but um awesome well for anybody who is in the industry and would like um, Jordan's information, Jordan, what would be the best way? Or maybe maybe you have another route. Maybe you want to send them directly to VSI. Um, how, how would somebody reach out to figure out maybe about the, the learning, the education that you offer, and then maybe to also getting information on pricing for equipment? Yeah. yeah. Um, so a, a few different comments there. Number one, I love talking to contractors. I'm, I'm still a contractor. Yes, we sold the green side of our business, but... I still did it for a long time. Love to talk shop on that. And then we do still own our snow business. So we're still out plowing snow every winter. Um, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not a primary route operator anymore. Obviously uh, I do have other things going on, but, but I try to get out a few times a year and, and uh, do some media and, and videos and jump in a machine and at least, you know, knock the rust off once in a while to, to make sure. Um, so I always feel free to reach out to me. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. Um, you can call our office and ask for me, tell them you heard me on your podcast and I'll, I'll make sure I take the call. Um, but I'm always happy to do that. I go to almost every trade industry event that exists. So SIMA, GIE, um, the, the Northern Green Expo here in Minnesota, like I'm at all this stuff, come find me. Don't be shy to talk to me. I love doing it. Literally my favorite thing. So that's, that's one yeah. way. Another way is you can certainly call VSI. Just look up VSI, Voight Smith Innovation on Google, click on the phone number and call there. Um, you know, you can talk to me, you can talk to Adam, you can talk to Ben. Um, I should also mention that that last summer we did partner up with Boss Snowplow. So you can now buy VSI equipment at most Boss dealers. Um, wow. Uh, yeah. And you can also call Boss 
boss's phone number and get information about VSI as well. Most of the time, they're just going to forward you over to our to our phones. Um, but but we did partner up with them, so um, that's great, man. Yeah, so you can get all your equipment, you can get all your parts, your warranty, all that stuff through any boss dealer or almost any boss dealer. It's not every single one of them. This is a pretty new relationship, but we're pretty excited about that because that was one of the things that we really. Um, that we really uh, didn't have dialed in yet was just having uh, that that national network uh, available mm. for to support our customers. So getting that set up uh, with Boss already having it in place was a huge huge deal. Oh, that's awesome, man! That's that's got to be huge for your business. I mean, Boss is probably we use all Western, so I don't want to say they're the leading, but Boss is huge. So that's yeah. that's that's awesome. They they yeah. probably are bigger than Western. Maybe they do they even own Western now. No, uh, Western is Douglas Dynamics. So they're, I would say Douglas Dynamics and Boss are our primary competitors. Okay. Well, we'll let them have at it. We, we'll use them both at the end of the day. We do have Boss, no Raiders, and then Western, but they're, they're both red. Yeah, right. Whatever works best for your business. I mean, obviously, yeah, we're, bi- sure. we're biased towards Boss stuff, but, uh, but everyone's got to make the best decision for their business, certainly. Well, and they get you by, you know, um, every one of our plows can go on each one of our equipment. You know, I think we yep. have some probably 15 plows and they all are interchangeable because they have the fleet flex. And so it's like, once you get a few of them, it Hard just doesn't make sense to switch, you know? Totally, so totally get that. Yep. They get you there, but I think Western and boss are definitely the leading, but awesome. Jordan. Well, thanks for coming on today. Um, like, like Jordan said, you know, if, if you want to reach out, reach right out to him on Facebook or LinkedIn, um, VSI, I would just do a quick Google search VSI um, and, and yeah, give them a call for any of your quotes or equipment needs. But yeah, once again, thanks for your time today, Jordan. I appreciate it, man. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me on. Got it. That was another episode of the Michael Maloney show. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.